I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits American and British comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. I'm coming to you from Los Angeles, and we are on the precipice of a writer's strike or global thermonuclear war. Uh, so by the time this comes out on like May 1st, it could all be over. Yep, yep. It could be uh, it could be the apocalypse. But I mean, honestly, we'll we'll brighten your day. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if you're like if you're if you're roaming a, a post-apocalyptic wasteland with a with a shopping cart and everything's in black and white, we'll we'll give you a little little spring in your step before your battery runs dead, right? Right, Graham? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We'll just we'll be as beautiful as those Tomahawk missiles were oh. to Brian Williams, who oh. loves war. Oh, think of the, the Leonard Cohen quotes he'll, uh, he'll dream up. <laughs> You're listening to International Waters. country that makes a sausage out of blood and calls it a pudding from the self-renovators podcast it's caroline maybe hello hello how are you very good very good are very you? excited to be on this uh international okay. podcast so you're not living with the daily uh jitters the way that we are in the united states oh yeah jitter oh, jitter jitter but mm-hmm. what do you mean what's your specific jitter the tr- like trumpiness yeah, yeah, World War Three, the whole Russia, World yeah. America, World War Three thing. That's where on the doorstep. Yeah, up. like I worry that just somebody's going to wander into the, the the White House because there's no security and just go right up to our president and say, "I think you're very handsome, and I think you should bomb the entire world." And he'll just be like, "I I think this guy's very smart," and he'll do it. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> just kind of that's the daily fear that we live with. Or just Bannon. Yeah, we have that. those dishes too, but I guess we don't feel as guilty because we couldn't have done anything to stop him getting voted in. Oh, there's no guilt. There's no guilt. I'm not feeling any guilt at all. No, no, no. We did what we could. I shared so many tweets and memes (laughs) in October and November 2016. I did everything I could. Mm -hmm. Also playing for Team UK from the sketch duo Let Loose, it's Lucy Pearman. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. How is your general mental state? Um, I think I'm all right. We're delighted to have you both here. Uh, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation. I'm drunk. You're drunk? We thought we'd be called I'm drunk. Oh, I like that. Good. Yeah. yeah. See, you can do that. It's 10.30 in the morning here. We can't. Well, we can. Are we allowed right. that? Are we allowed that? Yes, of course you are. We all are. Right? Well, also, yeah, there's a drum in here. Can I bang it? when? Of I'm... course you can. Should I do it now? Yes, you should. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, man. That was we need, a, we need a drum in our, in our weird chanting. booth. That loosened me up. I know. I, I don't go I anywhere like without this drum. <laughs> no, keep doing it. Uh, let's meet Team U.S., shall we? Plan for the nation that is one more Holocaust denial by our president's press secretary away from getting a free sub on our punch card. Uh, from Comedy Film Nerds, it's Graham Elwood. Hi, Graham. Hey, how you doing? Oh, so good. How are you? I'm outstanding. Um, and you I woke up at the beach I woke up at the beach today. I That's took where you I live. took public transportation to this because you I'm a I'm a good not. environmentalist. Yeah. Did you get on the metro? I did. I took the light rail from the beach. Oh my Boom. goodness. And then was running a tad late, so I jumped in a lift. Oh. Just still a ride share. It's kind of carpooling, I guess. Graham. I love it. Yeah. You're a twenty first century Los Angeles man. I'm totally doing it for the environment. It's not that my car has two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it and no, I'm no, afraid no. to start it. It's no, because no, no. I like the the internet. The environment. And the internet. Yeah. I like them both. 
Graham, you have a teammate, but he's not here yet. Uh, so I can buzz in know, at my leisure. Yeah, you can buzz in whatever. You decide what the buzz in word is. Do we get is, an extra point if, like. if, we, if we're all here on time? You know what? You do. One point already yes. to Team UK. Thank you for asking for it. Uh, okay, so Graham Elwood. <laughs> Graham Elwood, what is Team US's buzz in word? Civil War. Civil War. Oh, yes, Do you yes, feel yes. like it's actually happening? I feel like, I, as a comedian that travels around this country, this is very, oh, very divided. Shit. It's bizarrely falling apart. But, of course, the one thing that uni- that unifies, unifies everybody. Unifies us all? Unifies us is uh, a war. Yeah, you know? Trump, Trump starts a war, and then people on the left are like, yeah. oh, he's such a hero. He's such a good president for yeah. bombing civilians. But I feel like a civil war might divide us a little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is my theory. <laughs> well, well, well so we're going to split hairs. Dave. Yeah. So uh, what's what's it like out there? What's it like? In well, the, as a comedian, it's been hard to make any sort of critique of Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in the audience will get mad, mm-hmm. and the country's fairly fairly divided. So right. I don't know. It's a we're it, like if we don't have a civil war, we're going to be in World War Three with Russia. At the very least, we're going to be in another Vietnam style proxy war. Yeah. It's funny, all those things, I didn't get any bongos off of any of those statements. Uh, <laughs> I got a bit bored. <gasps> yeah, I get it. They've lived with it for a long, long time. All right, I'm drunk versus civil war. Let's fucking get into it. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up that we like to call What's the Story? You'll be awarded two points for correct answers, one point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, just imagine Kendall Jenner being forced to make amends for her Pepsi ad (laughs) by touring the states and snatching Pepsi cans away from armed police officers. It's going to happen. Buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one, political reinvention news. Former U.K. labor leader and loser of the 2015 general election, Ed Miliband, took an unconventional musical route to relaunch his public persona on a television show this week. What did he do? Civil War. Yes. Uh, He lip-synced the uh, Spice Girls. No, he did not. No. Oh, right. We need to try and be wrong but funny because we don't know the answer. Oh, right. Um... No. (laughs) Okay. That was a trait. That was a real answer. (laughs) That was fact. I just Googled that. Oh, well. I'm drunk. Yes. <laughs> did he? <laughs> did he? Um, did he make a, a new band, and all the other band members were bits of bacon? Because he was famously Ooh. pictured eating a sandwich with bacon coming out mm. of his mouth. Oh wow! No, no, he didn't. He should. What he did? He really should have. Should have. And you're awfully close. And he called what the he band um, Salty Ed Band. So- <laughs> Salty Ed. Oh my God! You guys are so close. It's great. You're like you're you're dancing just outside the periphery of this. He actually did a one man band. He filmed a video for Channel 4's The Last Leg, playing all the different members of a band called the Ed Miller Band. It's right there in the name. Uh, He put on some uh, some extraordinary jackets. He lip-synced to AHA's Take On Me. Uh, For our U.S. (laughs) listeners, just imagine Bernie Sanders playing every member of Duran Duran, and you're you're basically there. Miller Band's Jump Into the Limelight follows fellow former labor front bencher Ed Balls, who performed on the BBC original of Dancing with the Stars' Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, good news for the UK, though. At least you have people moving from the political arena to trash TV and not the other way around, the way we do here. Yeah. This is an example of the kind of thing you can't say in, let's say, a Tulsa. Right, Graham? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. If you uh, if you said something like that, someone might get mad. Someone, someone would say that's cool, but then at least one person would come up to you after the show. Yeah. And then you'd say, uh, I think Bernie Sanders should start a boy band. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they go, yeah, but we don't like single-payer health care. They oh, wouldn't get it. God. 
Team UK, do you do you get do you get heckled by people who differ with you uh, politically, or do they exist in your audience? Well, my the type of comedy I do is not really that political. <laughs> I just walk around looking for a cabbage. So uh, oh. the only heckles I've ever had is um, it's not over here. <laughs> <laughs> So they're more helpful. They're just okay, like, yeah. just like yeah. they, you get directions. Yeah. You get notes. Very That's helpful. Cool. That's I've solid. seen that happen. Very helpful. I've been mentioning Brexit a bit in my comedy and it does some, you do sometimes forget that everyone doesn't agree with you and you can see people getting a bit prickly, but I'm sure it's not to the same extent you get with Mr. Trump. No. We all have guns over here. It's much worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, danger. For a bonus point. For a bonus point. Tell me about a time that you tried to change your image. For example, when I was 24 and living in New York City, there was a few-month period where I wore a Kangol hat backwards <laughs> well, and, first... uh, and said, said the word hype as an adjective. When I first I was started... Real into diggable planets. <laughs> when I first got out of college and was touring as a stand-up comedian out of Chicago, I was trying to be hip and cool, so I would wear either a vest over a T-shirt with oh, peg-leg sure. jeans... <gasps> Yeah, Delightful. it's the '90s kids. Oh, and, yeah. Or I had some horrifying uh, Cosby-like sweaters. Yeah, well, we all did. Ooh. Yeah, anything Cosby-like on. is horrifying now. Yeah. I mean, I regularly turn up at things and people think I've come in costume, but I'm just—that's <laughs> my real clothes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when that happens, do you do you just play along? Do you do you, do you just go, yeah, ha, ha, I thought I would dress up like that person, or do you go, no, this is what I was wearing? No, I make them feel uncomfortable and say, no, this is what I, I choose to wear. <laughs> oh, that's great. And do you just stand there and kind of look at them? Yeah. And make it awkward? Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, great. for as long as possible. Man. Yeah. I had that happen. I played a, a, a preppy villain in a web short, and I wore my own clothes, and the, uh, and the director, as I was walking to set, was like, oh, boy, wardrobe did a great job. What an asshole. And I was like, no, these are actually <laughs> This is literally, this is just, these are my clothes. These are my clothes. These are my plaid pants, you dick. Anybody else? Going once, going twice. Oh, I ha- I haven't really tried to change my image, but I had it forcibly changed for me once when I was getting my hair cut and, and I was being a bit fussy about my fringe, which I think is called bangs over there. Yep. And uh, I was asking her to make it just a little bit shorter and then a little bit shorter. And she got fed up and just snaffled it off. Like, so it was... Oh, no. Uh, a centimeter long across the top of my head, and then, oh. and I just I was in shock. Then it was like truly horrifying. And the next day, the next day you joined D Antwort, that uh, South African rap duo. Have you seen that woman? No, oh. but I will. I'll do it. I'll do yeah, it again. Sure. I w- I went back to complain, and when I took the hat off, the whole salon just laughed at me. And then they gave oh. me a bottle of. Uh, shampoo as recompense. I thought you were going to say a bottle of champagne. That's worth it. Me too. It. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll pop celebrate. in there tomorrow. I need it was something. called Medusa as well. <laughs> Snaky haired woman. Oh, points to you for sure. All right, let's move on. Question number two. This week, Twitter exploded with retweets from a 16 year old man named 16 year old man. I'm drunk. Is it that. about nuggets? It is, but listen, oh. we're not there yet. Okay, sorry. Carter Wilkerson, he uh, tried to achieve the 18 million retweets required of him by a bored Wendy's social media person who just wanted to screw with a teenager. At the time of recording, this Wilkerson has over 2.5 million retweets. He's getting close, getting those free nugs, and he's also close to unseating what previous retweet record holder? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yes, you can. Um, yes, you can. I know, I know. I'm drunk. Yes. It's, um, it's Ellen DeGeneres at the Oscars, right? That is correct. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres. Well done. Nice. 
uh, celebrity group selfie at the uh, 2014 Oscars. Uh, one of the least entertaining things that has ever happened at the Oscars was retweeted <laughs> 3.2 million times. That doesn't seem like a lot. That's kind Does of it? a lot, though. I mean, I guess. But, I mean, for, to be the most retweeted thing? Oh, you, you were thinking the record would be like 20 or 50 yeah, million something or something. Like that. I don't know. Uh, so if Wilkerson gets the retweets, Wendy's will give him free chicken nuggets every day for a year. Uh, despite chasing the inevitable life-ruining impact of such a prize, Wilkerson has so far only received around $2.4 million, which is a perfect metaphor for the disappointment of being someone who is that invested in eating at Wendy's in the first place. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Question number three in those things will kill you news. Uh, for the final question in this round, we are going to pit American and British sensationalist garbage news sources against each other Ooh. in a pseudo health psi battle royale. I'm going to give you a rapid fire series of scare tactic health headlines. You buzz in if you think it's a Fox News story from the U.S. or a Daily Mail story from the U.K. OK, okay. So I'm going to read the headline. You ring in if you think you know it. Tell me Daily Mail or Fox News. Okay. Got it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could hot cross buns give you dementia? Do you bet? I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Daily oh, Mail. Definitely. Okay. Daily Mail. There's an article that was just about how bad gluten is. Mom shares warning about seemingly Daily harmless mail. pregnancy I mean, symptoms. Um, I mean, yeah, let me finish! <sighs> Mom shares warning about seemingly harmless pregnancy symptom that could have killed baby. Civil War. I'm drunk. Yep. Fox News. Totally Fox News. Yeah. From uh, mom. So it's about mom. old people. It's about keeping old people scared. That's yes, Fox yeah. News' whole people angle. Freaked out and two inches in front of the TV. Uh, obese couples may take longer to conceive. I'm drunk. Yep. I think it's Daily Mail. Nope. Fox News. Fox News. Uh, but every time you say I drunk, I'm drunk, I'm a tiny bit closer to believing you. <laughs> Was your mother stressed by pregnancy? If so, you will probably age faster than others and have a higher risk of age-related disease. I'm drunk, and I think it's Fox. Uh, nope, it's Daily Mail. <sighs> Licorice during pregnancy linked to health issues for kids. Civil War. Fox News. That's correct. Are vagina ice pops the answer to post-birth pain? Father claims that condoms filled with frozen water are the perfect soother for new mothers. I'm drunk. Yep. Fox News. No, Daily Mail. No way. I don't, I don't think I don't think Fox News knows the word soother. That's so un-British. It's so un-British. Fox News isn't going to do anything sexual. I'll tell you no, like that. Absolutely. Oh, really? Just anything yeah, that's puppies, vagina, children, or old people. Yeah. Yeah. Puppies aren't anything sexual. That is, anything that is chilled. Or, or, or nice or mild in yeah. any way. They don't want it. There's a scientific reason women are always colder than men. Anybody now? Civil War. Yeah. I'm going to go Fox News. Fox News is correct. At the end of round one, mm. scores are been follows. Here they come, being tabulated furiously. Oh, my God, it's a tie. The U.S. has six. The U.K. has six. And look who's dropped in. <gasps> Hello, it was very late. Uh huh. Guy Brand, I'm a member of Civil War, it seems. Okay, we'll get to you. You wait your turn. We'll be right back with our brand You're new member of Team US and round two. <laughs> I'm drunk. After this. Mm, she's drunk and you're late. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, 
my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a floby, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the UK, Caroline Maybe, Lucy Perriman. With us playing for the USA, our Graham Elwood, and somebody who just dropped in. Hello. Guy Branham. Hi, Guy. Hey, Dave. Hey, How are Graham. you? I'm sorry for not contributing what I could to the team, but I think that's an important contributing factor to America's oncoming civil war. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right, and that just happens to be Team U.S.'s buzzing word. <laughs> Good on you for knowing it. Uh, you are the star of the brand new True TV hit show. Talk show, the game show. It's true. It's it, it's so good. It's a sensation. Thank you, Dave. That's very oh very my kind. god. It's so entertaining. It's so Dave, are you going to come on the second season and blow people out of the water? I would love to show them just how smooth you can be. I would love to. I would be great. Oh my god. Yeah. Please. Is there going to be a season two? Well, we just put it out in the world, didn't we? I mean, probably not. But we secreted it. <laughs> I'm always secreting. I'm manifesting. Oh, I love it. Put that shit on your vision board, right in the center. All right, let's get into round two. It's a round we are calling Manilo. Can you go? As you probably heard from all your straight friends on Twitter who are bragging that they knew it all along, and who cares anyway? Uh, Barry Manilow recently came out of the closet as a gay man. Way to go, Barry. Uh, better late than never. Plus, after the celebrity massacre that was 2016, we think it's just a good time to honor an aging but beloved artist while he is still around. So this week, we decided to dedicate this entire round to the man who writes the songs that made the whole world sing, except he didn't write that song. Uh, Barry Manilow married Gary Keefe, his manager, in a ceremony in 2015. Call me old-fashioned. I think marrying your manager goes against God's plan. <laughs> um, so, like, he gets 15%, but... Also half. Yes. Like, how does that work? Yeah, how work? does that fucking work? How does that work? Uh, these questions are all about Barry Manilow. They each go to uh, to one team in particular, so there's no need to buzz in for this round. Team U.S. question number one is for you. Uh, in a career spanning five decades, Barry Manilow has collaborated with the great and the good and the mediocre. I'm going to play you a duet that Barry recorded in 2014. One of these voices is obviously Barry, but can you tell me which British singer he is singing with? Let's hear it. Oh, it's Dusty. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the look that I'm getting. Like, how dare you? It's Dusty. Oh, yes, it is. It's Dusty Springfield. Singing The Look of Love. That track appeared on a 2014 album called Dream Duets, in which Manilow recorded himself into duets with dead singers. Uh, you showed up just in time. I was yeah. going to say Sade. Was, really? <laughs> I had no idea. Graham. I'm sorry. What the fuck? I'm an asshole. You are the worst. Dusty uh, is the Sade of lesbians. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Although a chart topper in the United States, Dusty Springfield was actually born and raised in Hampstead, England. Uh, her stage name is presumably an American translation of her birth name, Mucky Swindon. Uh, question number two is for you, Team UK. On the 2010 album Lonely Avenue, uh, American musician Ben Folds recorded Belinda, a nod to Manilow's hit song Mandy, in which a fictional musician laments the failing relationship with the titular woman of his once hit song and that he has to sing his famous ballad about her every night to his fans. Here's a clip. So now he does it with this lyric in his head. Belinda loved you. I'm sorry that I loved you. 
That was from the album Lonely Avenue. It was a collaborative effort. Uh, Folds wrote and performed the music, but the lyrics were all written by what famous British author? William Shatner. He's not even British. No. (laughs) William Shakespeare. (laughs) No. I think William Shatner is British, right? Isn't he? He's he's Canadian. Canadian, So it's what's owned by the Queen. Um, Uh, What famous British uh, author wrote those uh, lyrics? Oh, I gave you uh, Nick Hornby. Uh, Nick Hornby is correct. No, that's impossible. What a mind I have. It is not only possible, it actually happened. Uh, He's famous for books like High Fidelity, Fever Pitch. He had uh, previously written about Folds' music in his 2003 collection of musical essays, 31 Songs. Eventually, they decided to do the album together. Uh, Folds commented about Belinda that the impossible task that Hornby gave him was that the second line of the song was the chorus to the fictional Belinda song. So Ben just had to go ahead and come up with the melody for a massive hit song, (laughs) which he can do. He's very talented. Uh, Team US, question number three is for y'all. Since the 90s, a staple of Manilow's studio releases has been the cover album. Let's listen to this clip from his 2009 album, The Greatest Songs of the 80s. Never gonna give, never gonna give. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. Okay, that is Barry's cover of Never Gonna Give You Up, which makes you wish for the soulfulness of a Rick Astley, which is kind of shocking. Uh, That song was originally released in 87. It's now better known uh, by the phenomenon of Rick Rolling, where people on the internet trick other people on the internet into listening to it. Team US, the question is, which year did the first known instance of the Rick Roll take place? All right, I feel like I was still at G4 at the time. I'm going to say, uh, like... Out six, out seven is my gut, but I'm going to leave it up to you. I, I defer to you, sir. I, I, I go either one. I was going to say it right in that area. So All right. I'm going to say out five. It was out seven. Oh, oh dude, you, you were had, right oh. there. You were right there. Yeah. A link on a 4chan video game board uh, purporting to be for a trailer of Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, the 4chan, the wretched hive of scum and villainy that helped birth the alt-right movement, also created one of the goofiest pranks ever unleashed upon the internet. Kind of makes sense. Question number four, Team UK. Uh, despite being no stranger to television, uh, he made a lot of talk show appearances. He also did a cameo on the sitcom Will and Grace that brought the term Fanalo into the zeitgeist. Barry Manilow never did achieve the highest honor for a flashy musician of his time, an appearance on The Muppet Show. However, one of his hit songs did make the cut. All right, settle down, guy. Uh, okay. He's flailing <laughs> like the actual Kermit the Frog. I remember this segment. Okay. <laughs> One of his hit songs. All right, let's listen. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl with yellow feathers in her hair and a dress cut down at there. She put my bangay and do the cha-cha. And while she tried to be a star, Tony always tended bar across the crowded floor. They worked from eight to All right. That was the Muppet Show version of Copacabana. Team UK, what legend was singing her version of the song in that show? Is it Liza Minnelli? It is Liza Minnelli. Uh, All right. The cabaret star opened the number with a sultry intro at a nightclub table, smoking a cigarette, because you could do that on a children's show in the 70s. Uh, She then launches into a dance number, acting out the story of the song with herself in the Lola role. 
a guy remembers it vividly. Apparently. I do. It was a very floppy Muppet. <laughs> she, I kind of remember that. Was that was that uh, Rico? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was larger than most Muppets, if I remember correctly. Sure. And then he gets shot. I guess so. I just remembered that uh, I liked the yellow feather in her hair. Yeah. I think she's actually describing, I think it's two Muppets, and she's just sort of like narrating the situation. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right to me. The Muppet Show was revolutionary. Oh my God, it was the greatest thing in the world. Teaching children about vaudeville is very important. It is. (laughs) Yeah. It's the truth. It is. And honestly, this one, this ends with with a murder (laughs) and like a showgirl just drinking herself to death in the corner of a nightclub and never changing her clothes. (laughs) Like, that's okay uh, in the 70s, but now, like, uh, two gay cartoons kissing each other in the back of a shot of a oh, we Disney XD show <laughs> in 2017. We can't have it. God damn it, world. Pull it together. All right. Let's recap our scores at the end of round two. Mm. UK's got eight. <laughs> the US has seven. Guy's influence on Team US. A little <gasps> underwhelming so far. I'm sorry. Don't know if it was worth the wait. We've just done we'll a high right five, but that's a visual thing. <laughs> give, give us a bongo. Give us a bongo. Bongo, bongo. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. Ole, 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 ole. Hey, we'll be right back. The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper. Over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars, Star or, Star Wars Trek. or Star Trek? Fear not, my friends. Fear not, Mark my and friends. Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. Fine. We Got This. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's move on to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried super hard. And I want you to know it's been as useless as your United Airlines stock because the winner of the final round receives one million points. Yeah, you don't seem to give a shit. Oh, my okay. good Very Lord. good. All right. All right. Don't Can I spend it. these points don't anywhere? Fa- no, you really can't. Oh. They're non-transferable <laughs> right. anyway. Max Fund has a company shop. <laughs> <laughs> they translate to Quiznos points. Uh, well, I do that. Yeah, the exchange rate is not I great. I do Quiznos. Uh, this round is called Don't Fear the Repackage. Each of your teams will have to take something specific to their own country and pitch it to their transatlantic neighbors. For example, Team UK, if you had to repackage a scotch egg for the U.S., you'd swap out the breadcrumbs for waffle batter. You'd call it the Artisan Egg Blaster Supreme. Team U.S., if you had to sell Kanye West to the U.K., you'd pretty much make him the same, except uh, every few minutes he'd say, oh, sorry, there I go again, blowing my own trumpet. (laughs) I wish he did do that. I'd love that. I'd really buy... His record. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. He did that. No, you wouldn't. Team US, uh, because you're just a tiny bit behind, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Okay. I'm ready to go. Putting two minutes on the clock. You must pitch tailgating from football games to concerts. If there's an event at an American stadium, you can count on finding legions of revelers grilling meat, pregame and beers, and trying to convince everyone that they're super happy with all of their life choices. Tailgate foods include hot grill staples like hamburgers, hot dogs, mayonnaise-soaked starches like potato or pasta salads. Uh, Tailgates also include someone's loud stereo, a game of flip cup, maybe bags, and at least one uncomfortably visible Confederate flag. (laughs) Wordy. (laughs) Team U.S., your challenge today is to repackage the American tailgate party for our friends in the U.K. and their delicate sensibilities. Where will they hold it? What activities will they fill it with? What sorts of food do you think they'll be cooking up? I'm putting two minutes on the clock, and I'm starting 
now. I got it. So the the since we call it American football, they love uh, football or or. The whole world calls it football. Of course, America, we call it soccer because we right. like everything different. Right. So we would. here's what we do. Outside of their football matches, which they are huge fans of there, they invented the sport, We would they would have similar things, only be bangers and mash, and they'd play darts. Well, and also, none of them have trucks, so it has to be out of the back of their tiny little car. Yeah, it's got to so be it's, in, it's in, called, in a Renault. It's called boot baiting instead of tailgating. Yes. Oh, I like that. Um, and you have a little can of Cerno where you like heat up a sausage or beans on toast. And one of the big problems for Americans is always how do you keep your beer cold? But luckily, the British can just drink a nice warm glass of tawny port. Yes, there you go. <laughs> they like everything room temperature, so everything's perfect over there. And they're tailgating. They'll do just different types of, of face painting. Uh-huh. And instead well, of... Well, like what kinds? Well, they'll, well, they'll, well, what kinds, they'll have like the Union Jack. No, oh, I see. I, well, I actually think instead of Confederate flags, their subnational nationalism, a lot of Welsh nationalism, a lot of leaks on the head, a lot of <laughs> blue on the face, like St. David's Cross all over the place, making people feel a little bit uncomfortable, but not too uncomfortable. Ooh, I like it. What is booming out of the speakers in, oh. in the back of this Peugeot? Erasure. Like, Erasure is their queen. I realize that Queen is their queen, but we've already stolen Queen. So Erasure is their 80s gay music that they have repurposed for sports events. Oh, my God. When does that become a Broadway jukebox musical? I mean, Dave, we should be working on it Why are we not doing that right now? (laughs) Fucking hell. Uh, What kind of games are they playing? Darts, okay. I said. You, uh, you you want sharp things in their hands. I definitely Going want sharp the things in their hands. Okay. I want I want a dartboard. Uh, I want uh, I want I, I want uh, them to gamble because uh, they like. Uh, there's all casinos throughout London. I'll, I want them to just be. A lot of punting. I think that they should bring small boats and just find any water that they can and punt yes. around. Just punt around in yeah. little kiddie pools. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, anything else? You got ten seconds. Big finish. No, oh. no, you got nothing else. I've never you said it all. You left it all on the table. You left it all on the table, and I appreciate that. We're okay. confident in our pitch. That's no, why. That's obviously. what that silence was. Obviously, no questions. Great, we'll be out in the parking lot. Uh, okay, uh, that was that was interesting. I kind of want to go, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a beautiful day. You'll you'll need a light jacket. I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Erasure and darts with sausages. Fucking genius. Oh. Yes, please. Right. And Don't forget genius. the Welsh nationalism. Yeah. All right, Team UK. You got two minutes. <laughs> I need you to pitch me. The village fet, uh, a staple of countryside life. A fet, you know, with a thing. Over yeah, 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 yeah. We call it a fete hey. over here. No, okay, well, because that's you're you're using the French pronunciation. I'm using the British. French. I'm using the French. <laughs> Just that sophisticated. Wait, we're not you European anymore. We are definitely not European anymore. Oh yeah, I guess I guess you're right then. Okay, so a fete. Oh, that feels weird. Brings the whole community together. Fate. Gross. Fate. Uh, for, for an outdoor party of bunting, cake stalls manned by grannies. And games like welly wanging, splat the rat, and ferret racing. Excuse me. All of that me? shit has to be made up. Uh, I do, don't know do you recognize any of those words? Because I just feel like I got I got I got welly rolled. Uh, okay. Uh, if you if you want to see a vicar judge a, a marrow growing competition, the village fate is for you. Team UK, explain to me what any of that meant. First of all, firstly, I've got no I know, idea. I know what, what welly wanging is. It's just um, what is it? It's how far you can throw a welly. Do you know what a welly is? I don't. So, um, you know, like they wear to festivals, like the Glastonbury rubber boots, Wellington oh, boots, knee okay. high, <laughs> knee so just high whatever, rubber boots. You just no. throw whatever's on you. I don't know why it's called wanging. I think it's that's the sort of action. Wang. If you throw it, they just sort of wang about. <laughs> They're not very aerodynamic. No, I guess not. I guess not. I don't want to go to one of these. What are the uh, other okay, things? So- Philly bobbing. Yeah, ferret racing. Oh, Splat yeah. the rats. Rat? Splat the rats. Where you? <laughs> oh, like is that a- like whack a mole? 
I don't know. I mean, I yeah, think it's like a shoot and they put a fake rat and you have to stand there at the bottom and wait for it to come out and just bash oh. it with a stick. An actual rat? Good times, good times. No, like a fake rat. Oh, I see. It'd be better with a real rat. Uh, that is really a stylistic choice, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, Team UK, I need you to repackage the village fate for us here in America. What competitions will there be? Who will provide the entertainment? What food will the elderly be hawking? Your time starts now. Okay. Instead so, of a vicar, oh, I, yeah. they might have Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> She's in charge. She's funded sure. it. Sermonising. Um, yeah. Instead of pin the, tail on the, pin the tail on the donkey, I would suggest uh, drop a bomb anywhere in the Middle East if you can find <laughs> the Middle East on a map. You don't even have to be blindfold for that. You don't, it's just random. Um, and big, we have a lot of biggest vegetables competitions, don't we, over here? Biggest vegetables. So that would probably just be like... The most the most Mexican food you could find. Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex theme. <laughs> big greasy pile of meat. All the... Greasy pile of meat. A meat buffet. A massive meat buffet. Yeah. Or you have about, to drive oh, there. It's a drive-in as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're explaining what? a thing that I've been to like a half a dozen <laughs> times in my life. I think we're this both explaining exists. the same thing, really, aren't we? What, what, yeah. You're boot-baiting. Um, instead of Morris dancing, I'm thinking we'd have like a kind of uh, uh, toddler beauty pageant, but the li- <laughs> girls would have guns um, and they'd be like prancing around... The, what, what would the maple... Oh. There'd be babies in high heels with a gun and lots of makeup on. And it's just to see where they can shoot, see how far they can shoot. Yeah. See not? if they can shoot um, a Kardashian. Oh, the elderly. I'm imagining the elderly serving food in a kind of... It's like hooter it up a bit, you know? Uh, so you'd have the old grannies in the lingerie serving uh, Victoria's corn secret dogs. sponges... And corn dogs. <laughs> so, ke- like jam cake, corn dog. Is corn dog still a thing? It's like a sti- meat on stick. Oh, isn't meat it? on stick. Now and forever. Now and forever. It'll never go away. You got ten uh, seconds. Who's the headliner? We got nothing. <laughs> uh, rodeo, te- oh. Tex-Mex rodeo, with guest stars Kardashian. They've just described a state fair. Yeah, you yeah, basically fair. Yeah, it's a state fair. Yeah, that's that's, just... that is any state's rib fest. Yeah, <laughs> beauty pageant kids exists. in high heels with guns. That's uh, happening yeah. Yeah. this weekend yeah. just outside of Fort Worth. Yeah, <laughs> Team UK. Team UK pushed it to the very end of their imagination and produced something that I actually went to in, <laughs> in Orlando, fun. Florida. Congratulations, Team US. You're the winners. Oh. Team UK, you did a great job. I could hear you most of the time, and it was great. Thank you for being here. Uh, okay, now we're going to end the show by plugging shit that we do, because that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. But then, to offset the ego karma, we're going to plug something that someone else did Ooh. that we want the world to know about. Lucy Pearman. Hello. Fire away. Hi. Um, well, I'm currently working on my first solo Edinburgh show, um, which will be in August for the whole month. So I'd love people to come and see that. It's about a What's maid it all about? looking for the perfect cabbage because traditionally it's an Irish proverb that um, the unmarried maid was sent out to find the perfect cabbage and it would represent the type of man she would marry. Do you know what a cabbage is? I, yes, I know what a cabbage <laughs> is. I'm just checking. Um, yes. So I'd love people to come and see that. What's it called? Lucy Pearman, Made of Cabbage. Oh. <laughs> wow. I, like I cannot... I want to see that. I'm going. Uh, how about something someone else did? When are you coming, though? Tell me. Uh, I don't know. I haven't decided I'll give you yet. a comp. Have... Okay. Oh, I'd like that. I'd like that. 
We'll, we'll discuss. You need to book your flights now because it's going to be cheaper in advance. No, that's true. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. You know what? I'm going to book my travel right now. Let me get my laptop. Open Expedia. Uh, no, sir. Whoa! Lisa Perman, something someone else did. Um, I'm going to plug Caroline's show because I saw her do a gig recently and she was so funny. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I'm going to be in Edinburgh, so it's convenient. But I think she's brilliant. Oh, la, la. Stop that. Caroline, behavior. how about you? Well, me? You. My show is uh, called, uh, yeah, I'm doing one in Edinburgh as well. It's called Quetzals, and it's about trying to remember the 103 allowable two-letter words in Scrabble. Ooh, <laughs> imagine oh, that. Um, and I've also life. just started this new podcast called The Self-Renovators, um, which is where me and Taylor Glenn road test self-help tips, what we found on the internet. Um, uh-huh. So I'm excited about that. And the thing that I've been watching is uh, I've just two things that I've seen the first episode of Chewing Gum, which is a UK comedy. It's amazing, really, really funny. And is it called your American one? Is big? Is it Big Little Lies? Is that what it's called? It is with Reese Witherspoon. All of them strong female leads and really mm-hmm. brilliant and exciting. That's my tips. Great. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Guy Branham. Hello. Hello. I am the host of Talk Show the Game Show every Wednesday at 10 p.m. on True TV. Please watch it because I enjoy being employed on a show that is mine. So please watch it. It's a very fun uh, show that uh, is a game show where people prove whether they are a good talk show guest or not. If you give us high ratings, then we will have Dave uh, Holmes on next season, and then you will get to see him on television and not just through a podcast. Mm -hmm. And my thing that somebody else made is Ding Dong, Los Culturistas calling. Uh, There is a new podcast uh, from New York called Los Culturistas where uh, two comedians there, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, talk to people essentially about uh, their cultural biography. Uh And it is the most delightful and the most fun. And every episode ends with the two hosts and guests doing a 60-second long, I don't think so, honey, where they say to something in culture, I don't think so, honey. So please check it out. (laughs) Oh, I'm in love with it already. Graham Elwood. Uh, I, I want to do a 60 second. I don't think so, honey. Yeah. Uh, for starters, do it. Um, I have a documentary that I just uh, directed earbuds, the podcasting documentary. We raised $140,000 on Kickstarter. It has interviews with all different kinds of comics like Aisha Tyler, Joe Rogan, uh, Chris Hardwick, uh, and down the line. Uh, it's available at comedyfilmnerds.com as a download or a DVD, and it'll be going wide soon. Uh-huh. So check that out. And then my favorite thing that is not mine is this podcast I just stumbled across called the Mixed Feelings Podcast. It's it. two girls out of Florida, and they're both mixed. They're they're half black, half white, and uh-huh. that they're and they're cousins, and they just talk about crazy shit that's happening in Florida. And they're not like professional comics, but they're engaging and hilarious. And and uh, yeah, I just I just saw them do a show in L.A. So. What you hear, I hope, is the sound of Team UK furiously writing all of that down so that they can download it themselves. <laughs> or they're packing up their bongo like, this is bullshit, we're out. I'm getting on a plane to come and see you now. There it is. There it is. I love it. We're just going to miss each other in the air. Graham Elwood, Guy Branham, Caroline, maybe Lucy Pierman, thank you for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Graham Elwood, Guy Branham, Caroline Maybe, and Lucy Perriman. I'm drunk. Our theme music is, they are drunk as hell. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. 
If you haven't already left us a review, please do it now. Helps us get the word out to new listeners, and it makes you feel good inside. It gives you a spring in your step that'll last all day. Civil War. Civil War. Yep, we're at the, uh, the precipice. Uh, the show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Welcome aboard. And our producers are Christian Duenas, Jennifer Marmer, and Laura Swisher. And we're all in love with you. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.